This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey, that's me. Welcome to Blue Notes, your hockey podcast network home for your reigning, defending, undisputed champion of the world, and will be for quite a while, the St. Louis Blues. I'm your host, Tom Franklin, joined by the man they call Wags. This is episode number 49, or as we like to call it, the Ivan Barbashev episode of Blue Notes. And uh, trying to stay positive here, Wags because um, we don't have actual hockey to talk about this episode. No, we do not. And it's it's a very, very sad, sad thing to even just be thinking about. Just no hockey. I mean, not even, not even just like a break, like the week break before the Olympics or, or anything like that. It is literally no hockey, no practice, no nothing. We're not even talking about practice, as Alan Iverson would say. Talking about practice? Not, not even. Not a gang. We talking about practice. That's a I, pretty spot-on impression right there. You know, I have practiced it quite often. You know, I admire that quote so much. It's one of the most – it'll be always one of the most famous quotes in history. Not a game. Not a game. All right, I'm, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we laugh to hide the tears. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it hit me as a surprise. It hit you as a surprise because let's go back to Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we record our midday episodes, or we have been, um, usually middle of the day. Um, you have, obviously, a, a job to go to that, take, that takes care of your afternoon. So, you know, and I have, and I have a job that requires me to go in sub-midnight. So um, that's like our time to record. And at the time we recorded, all was well. I mean, no, actually, no, all wasn't well and with the world. But with the sporting world, things seem to be status quo. Uh, you still had a full slate of NBA games. You had a full slate of NHL games. You, uh, you know, there was still college sports going on. March Madness was ramping up. Uh, the, a- the ACC, Big Ten, uh, all the Power Five conferences were getting ready for their basketball tournaments. And so I record with you. And then, actually, I think we recorded early Wednesday. I, not, yeah. not that I'm remembering. I recorded early. And then after I was done, I took a nap, got up, produced our episode, sent it off. And then at 3 o'clock, I turned in. Because, again, I, I have to be at work at 1 o'clock in the morning. I have to sleep at some, time, some point. So I, I turned in at 3. And I was going to wake up for the Blues game, but I, I didn't. Um, I, it, was, it was at Anaheim. It was the makeup game for the uh, J-Bo incident. Um, non-division so it was like yeah i can skip this one and i hit the alarm clock again um and then you know of course not knowing what was going on this was like nine o'clock and then you know i finally wake up at about eleven thirty, and uh, the game's wrapping up excuse me sounds like it's status quo and uh so i get up check my phone 
And, oh, my God, the NBA just canceled its season. And all of a sudden, the dominoes started falling from there because I immediately connected in my mind, even when I was just waking up in my haze, that the NHL plays in a lot of the same places that the NBA does. So they're going to have to call off games or at the very least play empty arenas. And, of course, that ended up not happening. The NHL, and then the next day, they canceled their entire – well, they haven't canceled it. They postponed it. Paused. Paused, paused. is, the, they, is they, the key word there, yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they've hit the pause button, you know, on, on the controller and have gone away to take care of themselves. Um, so that's where we stand right now. And the Blues at this point – let's go ahead and, you know, just, just time capsule this in case you're uh, listening to this in the future. Or maybe if you're an alien uh, that has uh, uh, found our planet and is repopulating it as we speak and you're looking for archive footage of uh, – NHL hockey from a thousand years before, uh, I can tell you that the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, still sit atop the Western Conference in the Central Division with 94 points. The Colorado Avalanche are at 92 points. The Dallas Stars are at 82 points, and the Jets sit at 80. Suddenly, a nice little uh, competition for the last couple spots in the Western Conference as we speak. Um, But Wags, I mean, the Blues were playing some pretty good hockey going into this. And, of course, this is far more about the game itself. But I'm just kind of disappointed because it looked like we were in – we were hitting the home stretch here. You know, we we were talking a little bit about how kind of the doldrums, you know, of hockey, you know, just because you're waiting for the playoffs. Um, but it's like now we're getting into the good stuff, and now we've got to wait and uh, catch up on our Netflix shows. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we – we're at the point where we're getting close. We're about 11 games away from the end of the season. So it's not like this is the middle of the year or anything like that, where a lot of things are still, you know, in play, essentially. We were at a point where we were fighting for Colorado for the top spot overall. That's really what the last 11 games are coming down to, was who's going to take that spot. We knew we were in the playoffs. We knew what was coming. Vladimir Tarasenko was poised to return. Everything was kind of setting up to lead right into the playoffs. And now – what's going to happen because you have no flow going back in. Even when they get to the point where they unpause this season, you're not going to have anything to really go on. You know, yeah, Vladimir Tarasenko is probably going to be back and probably be at full strength, but he's going to be kind of in the same boat as everybody else, which actually might be a good thing for the Blues because now everybody's going to have to get back up to speed at the same time. Yeah. you know, it's still one of those things you'd much rather have that flow of they've been playing well, they've been together, the system has been working, and here you go. It's, it's, it's rough. I don't even know how this is going to work if it even comes back, and that's the scary thing. Yeah, there is absolutely no historical precedent for this. There is no frame of reference that we can go by. Uh, it is basically the unknown from from here on out and it's a scary thought um i mean we can obviously we can focus on the positives like the fact that when the blues do come back vladimir tarasenko will be healthy and hopefully healthy enough to where he's not you know this isn't a rush back to the ice situation where he can get injured again he'll be proper healthy which 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 will be good for the team obviously um but yeah it's 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 weird i mean i know when, when the reports were coming out that the NHL was going to put a pause on its season, 
they ask teams to do their due diligence and ask about availability in July. I mean, the thought of playing hockey in July is just wild to me. I mean, if the, if the Florida Panthers make the playoffs and they make a deep run, I mean, teams are going to be skating on water. You know, because it's yeah. it, it, oh, it, it's, it's, it's going to be so hot. I mean, and and that's kind of the that's kind of the thing. You know, that's another thing with playoff hockey I've noticed over the years, and it really affects any team. It's not just the Florida teams, but the puck does seem to get a little bouncier, and it's just because you have a big arena that you have to keep cool because obviously you have a big sheet of ice that you have to keep well ice. Uh, so it's like now if you're playing hockey in July, I mean, I mean, how's that going to affect the game? Yeah, it, it's going to affect it massively. I mean, like you said, if a team – Tampa Bay has another one of those teams that's, yeah. that, that's favored to get to a Stanley Cup final. You yeah. know, you're playing in Tampa Bay in the middle of July where temperatures are going to be in the 90s, 95 degrees. And granted, yeah, there's not a whole lot of humidity down in Florida, but it's still going to be rough. I mean, you saw it up here in St. Louis during the finals as well. The the, the ice was choppy. The puck was bouncy, like you said. Yeah. Even up in Boston, it, there was yeah. still there were still issues. And Boston's a chillier place, even in the summer sometimes. So sure. it's going to really really affect it. I just I don't know how they're going to going to do this. You know, obviously July availability for most arenas is still probably relatively good. Yeah, you're going to have concerts going on and stuff like that. But when you think about it, especially here in the summertime, you don't think of a whole lot of things going on indoors. So at least you know that the availability is probably there. The, what it's going to come down to, though, is how is Blues hockey and, and hockey in some Major League Baseball cities, how is that going to be affected when you have to run both of those concurrently? Yes, both of them, you know, Major League Baseball may be starting their season, but it's still baseball, and now you're going to be bouncing that against playoff hockey. Could yeah. be a great time to be a sports fan, but yeah. it also could be pretty bad when it comes to how people are spending their money. Well, if this thing drags long enough, I mean, what are you going to do? Play the Stanley Cup final and then the team lifts the cup and then the next day training camp starts for the next season? I mean, you're not at least gonna, the, the time frame would be short, at least. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'd we, we'll be without <laughs> hockey for, for, you know, a very short period of time. I mean, I'm OK with that. But, you know, come, you know, you know, February and March, there's going to be some tired legs out there. You know, oh, just, totally. Yeah, this is not a proper, you know, off season. No, not at all, and it's not ideal. And like you said, it's it's unprecedented. We we just have never really seen anything like this, at least in our lifetimes. Now, there may have been things that have gone on in the past where something has been affected, and and you'll you may have seen a, a large gap in time between sports being played. But in in modern history, at least in our time frame, we've never really seen anything like this. And it's a, not just affecting hockey; it's affecting all sports all over the place so now everything is kind of jumbled and and you really just are essentially clueless until we figure out you know when things are returning and that's that's going to be the big key is when do they think things are going to return is it a two-week hiatus is it a month hiatus like we think it's going to be is it longer how is that going to affect how things are going to play out from there and that's that's really the big question mark and again we're if you're listening to this in the future i mean we're at the point in this whole COVID-19 crisis right now where Illinois just shut down all of their bars and restaurants except for like, you know, delivery or like, you know, drive-through purposes. I mean, this is where we're at right now. So there's still no, I don't see the bottom of this. I don't, I don't see the uh, light at the end of the tunnel on this yet. So, um, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, you know, personal feelings about it aside. It's just, it's just scary to think how long we're going to have to endure this. Um, one thing that uh, I, I responded to someone on Twitter a few days ago that suggested if the 
uh, if hockey does come back this year, they have like maybe basically like a Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, and then a championship, and that's it. You just go by division winners for that. I think that's too short. I mean, I'm I'm okay with you know if, if they wanted to say, hey, regular season's done, uh, and then these are the teams that'll be in the playoffs. I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm sure there's some bubble teams or teams that were gunning for those spots that are going to complain, but I'm not one for dragging out the playoffs into like, you know, late July or August. I mean, that to me, that's just obscene. Um, I mean, what would be your ideal scenario? Like, you know, would, would you, uh, do you still want a full playoffs? Do you, I mean, how do, how do you, how would you see it? I mean, for me, I think the best thing is is get teams to an evil, even playing field. So there are teams that are two or three games back that haven't been played yet. I think if you're able to get to the point where every team plays, I think 70 games is where most teams are at. There's some at 69, some at 68. If you can get them to all 70 games, and at least then everybody's played the same amount, and then from there, I almost take the top four teams in each uh, in each division or, or – Oh man, that's tough. Yeah. There, by, by the way, just in case you're wondering, there are currently seven teams that have played 71 games, including 71. the Blues. So, so, uh, so yeah, you that that would probably be the number you'd have to hit. The team with the fewest amount of games right now uh, looks like the low point is uh, 60. There, there's Islanders have 68 games and the Hurricanes. So, you would have to those teams in your scenario would have to play three games to get to 71 and uh and just cap it right there yeah but and then once again if they get to play three games how is that fair to teams that are already have played 71 exactly. so i mean it's it's a very very tricky situation but i really do think you have to have everybody have played the same amount of games to at least say it's even and it's fair that everybody's played the same amount from there you know it may be one of those things you take the top 3 in each uh, and let them play, you know, the, the, the two and three be the wild cards, the one seeds get the bye, and then you, you basically have shortened the playoffs to, what, essentially three rounds. So you're eliminating the, the wild card round, essentially. Right. Um, is that fair to the wild card teams that have fought all year to get there? No, yeah. but, you know, it's one of those things, once again, unprecedented times. We have to figure out what to do. Our team's going to ratify playing in July. They might because they want the, the, the financial return, obviously. Uh, so that might be the way that they go. They may still do a full playoff scenario. And because you're cutting out some games, it still may work. Um, but it, for me, ideally, I think you get everybody the same amount of games, take the top three in each division, two, three, play each other, one gets the bye, and you go from there. That's my thought. Yeah. And, and another issue that's come up with this is, you know, not even doesn't even impact the players. It's the employees at these arenas that serve you when you go to the games, you know, every every single time. And one thing that's kind of refreshing to me is that you are seeing teams and not just the NHL, but other leagues where either the ownership stepping up and, you know, offering to take care of these employees, you know, during this downturn, you have players stepping up and donating their salaries to help out with, uh, uh, with salaries uh, for these employees at the arenas that won't be working for the next, you know, month. Um, a team that has not been, you know, at the forefront of this yet is the St. Louis blues. And, 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 and before we, we, we get into the right or wrong of it, there, the Blues situation is a little different than a lot of teams. Um, the Blues themselves 
don't hire like the concession stand workers, for instance. Uh, that is done through Levy restaurants. So that's uh, at this point, the ball would be in Levy's court on that. Uh, and, it, and it does create a bit of a complicated situation right there, though. Uh, however, at the same time, though, um, the Blues still own the Enterprise Center. They own the uh, the contract with Levy. Um, I'm kind of – I'm still waiting to see what the Blues will do to step up. Uh, I mean, do you feel – like I do that after a while, the, the, like Tom Stillman and the ownership group needs to step up, you know, to help these employees out or what, what do you think should happen? Not only do I think they should, I think they will. Uh, I mean, just everything that I've seen from Tom Stillman, everything that I've heard from him, he is a fan person. He is a fan owner. He's not going to let this be something that fans look at and go, Oh man, he is worse than Cronky in the sense he's not paying his employees. And a lot of people don't really realize the situation with Levi, Levi or Levy, uh, them owning essentially the employees. Yeah. This, this is one of the, this is one of the one times where the, the bad deal that the blues made is actually helping them in a sense because they're not really in charge of, of the employee payment. And sure. if they do step up and provide for these people, it actually will make it look even better because they weren't required to do this and no other owners required to do it uh, and you're seeing that in places like calgary and, and winnipeg where calgary has said they're flat out not paying their employees winnipeg's only paying their full-time employees they're not going to pay their part-time employees so you know they don't have to do this and then if they do step up which i think they will it's only going to look better for them because they didn't have to and yet here they are providing for them i think they will do it um, whether it's because they fall under the pressure of, of people finally you know voicing their opinions on it who knows? I think out of the goodness of their hearts, they're going to do it. But with them, this is a this is a an ownership group that is smaller as far as the abundance of money that they have to give out. They're not a, a Mark Cuban or anything like that where they can just say, "Oh yeah, let's just take a couple million dollars and boom, here you go, pay it." They have they're going to have to get creative to figure out how to do this, and that's I think why there's been a little bit of a delay in them maybe announcing something is they're probably just trying to figure out the right way to go about it without essentially losing a ton of money. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and yeah, that it, it's a complicated situation for sure. And uh, I was reading uh, Dan Buffa's article on uh, St. Louis game time before uh, we started recording here. And uh, one of the things he highlighted was Andy Frisella, who is a uh, kind of a social media uh empire guy he's a health of fitness guy first of all but he's really built up his brand through social media and uh he posted something on his uh, on social media saying st louis blues hit me up i'd like to pledge 100k to help cover the lost wages of your out-of-work concession and stadium workers who are always top-notch and give their give their all day in and day out for the greatest city in the world these people depend on these jobs and don't deserve to go without because of the current situation. Again, that's Andy Frisella. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more people like that coming up here. But at the same time as well, I mean, I'm with you on on just, on just the, the nature of Tom Stillman and, you know, how very St. Louis oriented and how civic he is just in general. It wouldn't shock me that when this episode comes out on Monday, that's already outdated because Stillman has indeed stepped up. And, and helped out those employees. I have every confidence in the world that something will be done. 
one way or another. It's a little disappointing it hasn't been done now, but again, you know, my point I was making when I started this was that it, it is a complicated situation. Yeah, and, you know, you also don't want to be the one team that doesn't do it and the Blackhawks still do it. So, you know, you don't want to be second fiddle of Chicago too many more times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is this is where we stand right now. The Blues are on pause. The workers at Enterprise Center are on pause. The players are on pause. Uh, there's no AHL. There's no ECHL. Like the last lockout, at least we had ECHL games. You know, I live near Toledo and I was able to go watch the uh, Toledo walleye just because I needed a hockey fix so badly. In fact, I actually got to see Ryan Reeves play against the uh, Toledo walleye. He was playing for the Orlando Solar Bears. Oh, that's a fun name. It, they, they're a fun name. And, and in the hockey jersey world among collectors, every, they everyone loves their jerseys because they are like the most like neon, ridiculous, very Florida, you know, of course, with a polar bear on as their mascot because – Florida reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, he was one of the few players uh, it seemed like that didn't go overseas to play. Uh, you know, of course, a lot of Europeans went back to Europe. Russians went back to Russia. Even some of the more notable, you know, American Canadian players went over to, uh, you know, Europe and, and Russia. Speaking of Russia, by the way, if you really want hockey, if you want hockey so badly, the KHL's Gagarian Cup is still going on. Because Russia, you know, Joker, it's going to be, they pulled out of the tournament, you know, the, you know, the, the smart fins, you know, they decide, you know what, we're not going to risk it. Nope. Uh, in fact, they were actually in the second round ready to take on St. Petersburg, which is a bit of a rivalry game for them, but nope, that's, it's done. But you know, if you really want hockey, Russia and the KHL apparently do not care about the safety of their players and fans. They're going to go on with their playoffs. Damn it. So you can seek those games out on uh, on the internet. They stream them online. You gonna watch any of the uh, Gagarian Cup there, Wags? Uh, I'm. You know what? I I might check some games out just to get my fix. I'm not even play. I'm not even playing hockey right now. So I need something, and I'm, I might get online and watch a couple of. I'm, I'm not a video game streamer, but I still make it online. I'm stream some NHL 20 games just to get my fix. And you know what? For Russia. Vodka fixes everything, so you know I can see whether I can see whether continuing. Well, and it's funny you mentioned video game streaming. We're 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 working on something with the Hockey Podcast Network to uh, get you some content and possibly some uh, game streaming going on. Uh, a lot of us are NHL twenty players. Some of us still are on NHL nineteen, and uh, there's been some talk of maybe having us do some games and then uh, having other. Uh, members of the hockey podcast network do commentary you know as the game's going on so uh stay tuned it's things are in the works i've i've wanted to launch a like twitch or a youtube gaming channel for the hockey podcast network for months but i've just been too busy but i've got nothing going on now you know all my side hustles are kaput because of this so you know, we, we may have to, we have, I may have to pick up the controller and, uh, and uh, take charge here. So we'll, you may find a new side hustle. Might be, might, you never know. This could launch some careers. You know, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are, this is a good time for game streamers right now because people are looking for content right now. Cause I mean, Netflix only goes so deep. So, <laughs> you <laughs> yes, know, very, very and, true. And, and Amazon, Amazon prime video goes even less deeper so you know you're gonna run out of content here before long so uh but anyway uh we're not gonna run out of content though uh we are gonna continue podcasting for you here not just here in blue notes but the entire 
Hockey Podcast Network. The show goes on uh, every Monday and Thursday. We'll be back with you here. And what's our future? I mean, we're not going to come on here, you know, Thursday and the next Monday and the next Thursday and just, you know, I can't talk. What am I going to do with myself? No, we, we are actually instead going to bring you something special um, because special times require special measures. And uh, Wags, this is your brainchild. Tell us what we are going to be doing starting on Thursday. Oh, well, starting on Thursday, we are going to create and start our own bracket. With March Madness not being around this year, it people are going to need to get... bad. I it was, does. I was going to win March Madness, damn it. I needed some more money. I know, we all do. <laughs> but, you know, we don't get that bracket. We don't get that exhilaration, that, that you know, upset of the 12-5 matchup or maybe a 16 Cinderella seed. We're not going to get that this year. So we've kind of come up with a, a bracket of our own. And we're going to do a little unique twist on it as well because we're going to talk about the best Blues players in history, but we're not going to do it the way you think. Some people break it down by eras and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, we're gonna, lots of people do that. We're going to break it down a little bit differently. We're going to have four different regions. And the first region is going to be defensemen. Okay. The other region is going to be goalies. Okay. And then we're going to divide the other two brackets into forwards. And we're going to do this BH and AH. <laughs> before hall and after hall I so love you're gonna it. have you're gonna have team you know players you know 1967 up into the mid 80s and then you're gonna have mid 80s on to current players as well and you know as we were going through the seedings and kind of putting things together you know we realized this is tough <laughs> it was it was so tough i mean i'll tell listeners right now how the workflow worked here so i basically had to dig for literally dig for some of these players to put on this bracket because as you know as blues fans the blues have had some mighty tough years especially in the 70s my god what a bad era era that was after the third stanley cup it just <sighs> Um, so it was, so yeah, I had to really dig for some of those BH forwards. I mean, of course you can think of the usuals like for Durko, Sutter, um, you know, a couple others, Dougie Gilmore's in there. Uh, and you would be surprised up until, up, up, up until before Brett Hall, you could argue that Doug Gilmore was a top five forward all time for the blues. That's, that's how, lean it was for the blues i mean a young dougie gilmore just getting his start um goalies were kind of tough as well because as you blues fans you know the blues have not have had goalie voodoo for ever since its inception for the most part after jock plant and glenn hall retired there was no one worth a darn in the 70s that played between the pipes of the blues i think we literally went from plant and hall in the bracket to Mike Liute. That was how long the gap was between having a top 16 goalie of all time in the St. Louis for the St. Louis blues. But uh, uh, yeah, so, so we, we, we dug up some names for you. You may recognize most of them. You probably won't recognize another. Don't worry. Uh, because starting on Thursday, when we do the defensemen, we will try to shed some light on some of these players for you that uh, you know, some players that you don't know about. And then uh, we will make our picks. Uh, and then we will do fan polls. Uh, starting on Thursday, each matchup will get a poll. So on Thursday, I will go ahead and do the goalies. 
and then have that up for two days. Friday, I will do the defenseman and then have that up for two days. And then on Sunday, we'll take all of your poll results. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and let you know uh, who won your, your picks for fans, uh, let you know who's advancing in your bracket, and then can, and see how it stacks up to our bracket. You know, that's, that, that's, uh, we, we want to know what you think, and uh, we'll let you know what we, we think as well. And, uh, and we'll, see, we'll see if we're copacetic here. But uh, I think, you know, I think this is going to be a fun bracket, Wag. So this, this was a great idea. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun because we were looking at some of the matchups and we're, we're going, man, some of these conversations are going to be insane because oh, you can man. go either way with some of these guys. Well, here's a hint for you here. Um, when we get to the forwards in the after hall bracket, are the 116 matchup is going to be Brett Hall taking on Wayne Gretzky. That's a drop. That's a mic drop right there. Think about that for a second here. And we'll, when we get to that episode, we'll explain why. Uh, trust me, we will explain why. <laughs> so, uh, but in the meantime, Thursday will be all about defensemen and uh, tune in for that here. And in the meantime, that's going to do it for this episode of Blue Notes. Uh, Wags, any final thoughts? Just pray that things get better quickly. Yes. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yes, please. I mean, hopefully we can stretch out this bracket long enough to take us to the next puck drop, uh, wherever it is, hopefully, except for Russia because the puck's still dropping. So that's where you could because of Russia. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Blue Nose. I want to thank you for listening because without you, there is no me, there is no Wags, there is no Hockey Podcast Network, and there is no Blue Notes. For Wags, I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle. listening to the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockeypodnet new episodes every monday and thursday download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from